Hey, I'm back. I'm just gonna say that every single time I come back because I kind of, kind of ghost y'all. I'm sorry, <laughs> but you're back, so I missed you too. Um, yeah. How are y'all? I uh, I feel like God, January is lasting forever. <laughs> you know, like I am genuinely shocked that not until Friday is January 31st I don't know about y'all but 2020 slapped me in the mouth to start just pop like I just talked back um you know things are good though like things are calming down um I hope that's the case for you because mm, I just I feel like everyone around me was just going through it at different times in the point of the month I was going through it just i don't know what it is man but no yeah like i have learned a lot in the past four to five weeks just general life stuff um i feel like every time something quote-unquote goes wrong or is unexpected um I feel like there's always a lesson to be learned about how to be prepared because what do we know when a, like something goes wrong something else will eventually go wrong again you got to be ready to bounce back and bounce back better or else what's the point you know so you know like personal bounce backs like we are working on managing not just finances better, but like bills. Like, what can I cut? What's reasonable? What do I need? Let's cut down on kind of the clutter, right? On the account, in, you know, the house, mentally, just kind of like freeing up space to allow for new to come in. Um, I feel like I periodically have these, like, I have these waves of like, I need to declutter everything all at once right now. And I'm going to be up until 4 a.m. doing it, but I'm going to get it done. And I'm going to feel so much better. And uh, I feel like I haven't done that in a while in any aspect, not just like my room. Like if you know me well enough, you know that I go on like what's called like a purge. Is like I throw it, just I just toss it all out. I donate it, I sell it, clothes, shoes, furniture pieces sometimes. Like it depends how, <laughs> you know, it depends how deep I need to clean in whatever sense that means and for me I feel like that removes a lot of the um I feel like okay so like I'm I wouldn't say I'm like claustrophobic but I don't genuine I don't appreciate being like closed in um like I think everyone to some point can agree with that but you know when I feel like there's a lot of clutter around me and it's just like clutter that doesn't make sense I feel like in some way it, it kind of jumbles my brain I don't know why um, I just feel like I can't concentrate I can't see through it I like I start I guess panicking in a way that I feel like I can't like sort through the trash to get to where I like where do I where do I start is I guess the way to say it so um, yeah, that's what I've been working on doing is like decluttering 
accounts, clearing accounts up, working on paying things back. Um, I think if y'all are interested in anything like that, I've learned a lot. My mom gave me um, one of Dave Ramsey's books. Um, he's a I'm guru, I don't know. He's really good with money. I wanna say he's like a financial analyst. Let's use technology. What is Dave Ramsey? Um, but what's really great is that he talks about, especially if you have student loans or any type of debt, debt um, he's overall a businessman. So what he writes about, um, he calls himself kind of like, um, I calls himself, I guess he's known for like management of funds and basically how to make yourself make money how to pay off debt in a way that makes sense so he has these things called baby steps if you're just paying off loans right um your first baby step second and everything kind of like flow into each other so i'm learning about doing that so i'm like on the second baby step um and that's paying back all my debt so whew, diving into how this month started <laughs> or last month ended um for those of y'all that don't know, my dog Nala, um, she broke her paw about a month ago. And she's fine. Thankfully, everything is fine. She um, got surgery. She's recovering right here next to me. Um, I've had, we've had an incredible support system like through it all. So um, if you're also interested in how to pay a large vet bill, um, with me I can help <laughs> but um, that's what I'm working on is like working on paying back debt um, and obviously that's debt that I didn't expect to have like I you know regular credit card debt some student loans from like my last semester um, those are things that I need to be paying back because you know it's time versus just kind of letting it go and making the minimum payments and I was like eh, whatever I knew better like we always get told that right make more than your minimum make more like pay more than your minimum um, but yeah, so Dave Ramsey's really cool. He, I feel like reading his book and listening to his uh, podcast has taught me a lot, just like in, in the situational aspect um, about it, it all in all, what from what I've accumulated from what he talks about is like, you need to be three steps ahead and you need to pay your way through that three times, basically, before you can ever consider yourself like solid. So like, in this case, if I saw three months ahead and worse, not worst case scenario aspect, but like if I saw three months ahead is like, I need to have a certain amount of like monthly expenses for myself, like just bills put away somewhere, right? Um, just, be, just things happen, right? You, you all know life happens and sometimes unexpected bills come up, sometimes an emergency and like, I don't know what statistic it was that he was talking about, someone was talking about on that show that, a significant amount of like Americans cannot afford a $400 emergency and I'm like well shit I think I'm one of those like yeah $400 is a lot like I save I try my best to save y'all like it's you know here and there I'm not doing no 10% the way that everyone else tells you to right but like I'm conscious and I try like I save for Christmas gifts starting last year for this past Christmas and I didn't have to dip into my paycheck like things like that I try my best to save for but how do you prepare for something you're not you don't see coming right um, I feel like this month taught me a lot of patience and being 
kind to myself about the situation I can't control. Um, I mean, I know with Nala, like, I just, I don't, I don't have kids, but this is my kid, so I am sure it's completely different, but, like, I felt responsible, right? Um, and, I mean, I couldn't have, like, shit happens, like, nothing, nothing could have, like, tipped me off for this to happen. It, it, it happens, and she's okay, and I'm thankful we're all okay, like, worst case scenario, this went. For a worst case scenario, this went in the best case so far, and I'm just very thankful for it. Um, but, you know, in talking about being prepared for the, like, unexpected, I think it's one of the things in, like, not being so hard on ourselves for being a part of that unexpected, like, if something is your fault or you feel that you're at fault, even that might not be even the case. Um, I think it's just really important to have that, so one, have the support system because, man, I can't tell y'all. I just, th there are no words, you know what I mean, um, for how difficult it would have been without the support system I've had. Um, and then, you know, in addition to that, like, you want to make sure that you're able to have someone that will tell you how it is when you need to hear it because when you're kind of just like in living in la la land someone's gonna have to tell you like hey no like this is this is this is how it is and you need to do this this and that stop putting it off or whatever like you need to have that person around you because when push comes to shove and you don't know what decision to make you need to know that you're not going to just hear yourself in an echo um, and I feel like for me, that's super important as difficult as it is hearing someone disagree with you on whatever might be small or little. I think for me, it creates like this really even more conflicted inner dialogue in that I feel like if I'm making the wrong mistake, then like, what, what do you see that I don't see? Like, what, why is our decision different? Um, and I feel like looking at things from at that point can be really good, but also really dangerous. Um, because no matter how much you think you know people or a person, you can't possibly put yourself completely in their shoes to see that situation from their perspective. Um, so whenever something goes completely, you know, unexpected, having someone that will, one, be there with you and you know help you whatever that means in that situation um and you need to have that salt like that clarity that you both will get through that together or whoever is in that situation um that helps i think a, a indescribable amount because at the end of the day if you are hopeless then you know that rubs off so having that positivity and having that like no like this isn't it this isn't where we stop kind of mentality around you is important. Um, so yeah, that was my little tangent on that. Just like, you cannot possibly be ready for everything that is going to come your way, but you can prepare for at least the constants, right? Um, and I'm not saying that like money is everything. Like prepare mentally for things that are inevitable, right? Um, like you're probably gonna get up and go to work tomorrow um, and 
God willing, you get home safe, right? Oh, y'all, man, this week, mm, this was a, I, completely different topic, but I, myself, I can't say, like, I grew up watching basketball, like, eh, I watched basketball, I watched sports, but, like, I don't think until recently I kind of, like, got to know the players outside of the sport, you know what I mean? Like, oh, okay, you could talk about, like, you could talk about, I don't know, like, Tom Brady, Tom, Tony Romo, like, just, like, people that are big names, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I know who that is. But I don't know, like, where they went to school. I don't know what they do in their off time. I don't know what kind of shit. Like, I don't genuinely know. I don't follow very much that that closely. But, man, y'all, I, I know y'all stopped in your tracks, too, like I did on Sunday. And we all got the news about Kobe and that helicopter that went down. Man, like, I cannot come to terms with that. It just... Like, that kind, that level of loss just hurts my heart. And it's not even, like, hurts my heart, you know, not just for them, but for their families and, like, for this situation because you just, they woke up in the morning, said bye to, you know, the mom and the wife, all the families probably got to have breakfast together and they were on their way to a tournament and they probably have done this a hundred of times and that morning just it wasn't the same and it's just so crazy to me so what do you do like what do you do when the unexpected happens and it's something that you know Something that impacts you like that. I mean, none of us can imagine, hopefully, that that kind of pain that his wife and the children of the remaining crash members, like, we can't imagine that kind of pain. And I hope very few people in the world ever have to, like, it's, it's just, you know, um, I know when our family lost a couple of my cousins a few years ago in a car wreck, it's just kind of like you, your grieving is almost, like it drags out in a way that just seems like the days aren't real, like they just, I felt like I was in a daze, and I was just like waiting to snap out of it and realize it was all just like a horrible nightmare. Um. And I think a lot of the pain that comes with grief is maybe we feel because we couldn't control the situation, the you know, the way that someone passes or anything like that, like maybe the way that we feel and the terms that we left on with them, like has something to do with how we grieve and how we heal um, and how we get up again. Because I mean, I hope, you know, I, I hope that when it's my time that I leave with peace, if that makes sense. I know that sounds kind of morbid in a sense, but I mean, I think about these things a lot. It's like, life is too short to hold grudges against people, but at the same time, where's that fine line of like, 
yes, life is too short to hold grudges and be, you know, petty or whatever the case is. But at the same time, life is also too short to have people in your life that don't deserve to be in your life. Um, so that's kind of like a double-edged sword at that. But I think this whole, this, this helicopter wreck is kind of like, the waves and the seeds that he planted that Kobe Bryant planted like some of his freaking mentees his protégés are out there and they feel it in a very different way than someone like a fan would feel it or someone like you know it's very different I'm sure when you lose someone that's important to you in like an aspirational kind of way um, I know a lot of people have mentioned like, yeah, he's my idol and I, I understand like that mentality, that mama mentality is like so unique and so true and genuine that it, it kind of seems like a break in the hope, I think, for a lot of people. Um, and I don't, I don't think that that's giving Kobe's death any justice because, I mean, like he stood for like longevity regardless of how he passed on you know like just knowing the bare minimum of what I know was like he was thinking years ahead before anyone else was um and I think when he said something along the lines of you know don't rest in the middle rest at the end um that kind of when I heard him say that at the end of his like last game of the speech he was talking about a poet he it's that's very unique especially for an athlete that's coming out of high school at the time like he got drafted in 96 I was barely born in 96 like that is wild that you know the career he had and the things he did on and off the court kind of like the lives he touched I think is aspirational in itself because I mean that's something that you want to aspire to most most typically is like someone that left this place better than when they found it and I think having that kind of goal and um, still you know navigating the unexpected uh, that's that's something to stand for like our commute sucks sometimes right like our daily commute sucks because sometimes there's construction we didn't know about or sometimes there's a wreck and we think of it as an inconvenience but at the end of the day like you are where you are and you are where you need to be or else you wouldn't be there right um i think i've become a really firm believer in that over the past maybe two or three years just kind of like if i wasn't meant to be here like if this is not where i need to be i wouldn't be here there would have been other decisions that were made to put me in a different situation um so you know i've always said and been a big believer and you can't behave your way out of a situation you acted yourself into um so i guess with that being said kind of just like reminds us that every moment that we think is an inconvenience is like oh we're stuck in traffic an extra 15 20 minutes uh, like I don't want to get up and go do this this and that but like we get to sit in traffic in a car that someone else might like give so much to have and that might not be an option for them 
or you know we're sitting in traffic we get to listen to like some of our favorite songs we haven't heard in a while or you know take the opportunity to like pause sometimes um and i think living in a city that has so much traffic now i get really caught up in being stressed out about it like i stress like i plan my week around traffic like if i'm getting off at five then i need to be in my car leaving the parking lot at 4 58 like just ridiculous i'm trying to map out my every move and every minute because it makes me feel safe but there are things that happen in between each scheduled event that change your entire day that might change your week they might change your year um and you know going back to nala's accident like I don't know what happened. I genuinely don't know what happened. Um, and it's just one of those things to where, like, I, I thought about it for the first few weeks, like, consistently, obsessively. Like, well, if I wouldn't have done this, if I wouldn't have done that, if I blah, 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 I, I'm wasting my own time and torturing myself in the process. So it's kind of one of those, like, reflective moments. In as awful as the tragedy is, is like the reflective moment is it could have been a lot worse for me for Nala um, it could have not she could not have been found like you know life is really short and we look at it in days sometimes but we need to be looking ahead this is a really weird comparison but <laughs> when I was doing driver's ed in high school in El Paso I did the one off of um, Hondo Pass if y'all are over there um, by the village in and Sonic and I don't remember the driver instructor's name but she said something to me that like applied mentally for some reason to more than just driving she said if you if you drive looking over your hood you'll never see what's coming and literally she meant that like if you look over your hood as you drive you're probably a fucking horrible driver <laughs> you know like you can't anticipate any other car stopping in front of you because you're just looking at the road immediately ahead of you you're not looking at all the things that could be coming at you and all of the challenges and lessons that kind of group themselves together and then you kind of take the magic out of it right it's like skipping to the front of the line it's like you don't get to have the conversations with the people in line next to you you kind of you just completely omit that opportunity you had for that experience because you were impatient. Um, I think that's one of the things that I learned a lot in college is I felt like I had to be on point all the time. I had to finish class, I had to do this, I had to do that. And in saying that, I feel like I missed out on a lot of opportunities and a lot of just like memories to have made because I was like, nah, like I gotta do this. And like being responsible, you know, whatever, it's it's overrated. Like sometimes I wish I would have been a little bit more spontaneous and now I, I'm over here telling myself I need to be spontaneous this week um, because I, I always think about it as I was like, I don't have kids. I don't necessarily have any type of responsibilities other than to myself. So it's kind of like, well, why am I not just going on a weekend trip because I can't? I'm like, oh, because I got to do this. I got to pay for this. Like... I think this is not to say if you have kids you can't do that right like I'm sure but it's a little I'm sure it's also a little bit harder especially if they're like younger um to take kids plus family plus everything else you need to take to accommodate kids on like a road trip to go camping like you can't take 
you probably could, but I probably wouldn't feel comfortable taking my toddler to, I don't know where to go camp or what, whatever, you know? Like try explaining to a toddler that, no, we have, like this is the potty now, like outside, like. <laughs> I just, I'm a mess as it is. I don't think I can do that. <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think all in all, like this month has really taught me to be patient with myself, to literally take nothing for granted, for granted, like your health, your family's health, go call your mom, text your cousin, like tell everyone, hi, I love you, whatever it is. Cause I mean, at the end of the day, we don't know what the hell is going to happen in the next five minutes or in the next four seconds. At the end of the day, tomorrow, everything can be completely different. So I think... The medicine going forward for 2020 is just to learn how to sit in it, to enjoy it, to be present. I think just to soak it all in. And I'm I'm the type of person that when I am like so overwhelmed with like that happiness of like, oh, I'm soaking this in. I want to take a picture because I want to look back on it. Just look at it. Just take a picture in your head. Because sometimes I feel like, not that it cheapens the moment, but I feel like that urge itself i don't know where that comes from and i don't know that i'd like it or not you know so yeah just some thoughts i really hope y'all haven't been going through it this month but it's almost over payday is almost here hooray that direct deposit <laughs> so uh plan your grocery list y'all prepare for birthdays coming up this month put away a little money for yourself um i bought myself this passion planner which i haven't truthfully dug into all the way yet but it's supposed to help me as far as like organizing my thoughts and um kind of like scheduling my big use of it was going to be for like to kind of keep track of like my payments and where I'm at so it's like visual versus just seeing like negative funds in my bank account which makes me sad right or negative withdrawals so um yeah super cool planner I'll let y'all know how I like it after I get more into it um I think I have a code for y'all too if y'all are interested um but yeah like what are you I guess I'm interested in learning like what do y'all do like do y'all keep a journal? Do you keep notes? Do you just type it out? Do you kind of just memory recall because you're the shit? Because I can't do that. <laughs> I can do that with a certain amount of things. But like when it comes to money, I'm like, no, no, no. I need a paper trail. I'm like, I'm not trying to have no one tell me, oh, you didn't pay. Like, no, I paid. Here's the e-receipt. I also did a confirmation on my email. Let me pull that up for you real quick. Don't catch me. I'm not the one. <laughs> I'm not the one. I worked in a doctor's office for two years. I am not the one. <laughs> um, so yeah, wash your hands. Wash your ass. That coronavirus. It's some scary stuff, y'all. Um, so yeah, I will talk to y'all soon. Um, hopefully sooner than later. Bye.